Today's daf is daf Lamed, and we're beginning, uh, we, if you remember yesterday, we finished quite a few lines into daf Lamed, so we'll begin from Rabbi Yehuda. Okay? So Yehuda Rabbi Yamar, he said as follows. If there is a stream that is going through a field, if, if, one, if it is such a stream that if one is plowing, he would not be able to plow through it, he'd have to lift up the plow and take it to the other side, then uh, we'd say, So what are we discussing here? If you recall yesterday, we, we, were, we looked at the case of a very large bundle right, that was next to two, two smaller bundles. And we say, if you slice off half of it, can it be considered a shura? And we said, the shura is important. We explained it like the graph. We said that it is important because if it's nidon kushura, if you've got three in a row, if it's a shura, then it would not be considered shichacha if it was forgotten, okay? Um, the, so here, what it seems to be, that's why it's explained according to the graph. Here, what's, what it seems to be then is if this stream cuts it through, it's a significant stream, then it wouldn't be considered shura for that case. Now, Reb Chaim brought another explanation yesterday, which I didn't bring, and that was the, the, in the name of the Rosh Cerulea. Rosh Cerulea says, Nidon Kushra is important for a different reason, not the way we explain it like the graph. But if you recall, we had this concept of Rosh Shura and a soft Shura, meaning if you're about to start picking up the Omarim and you skip the Rosh Shura, sorry, Rosh, twister, Rosh Shura, you skip the first one, then it's not shechacha because you're only starting from the next point. Or if you're going through a field and you leave at the end of shura, it's saved. So that would be important for rosh shura, soft, soft shura as well in terms of whether it's nidon kushura. That's two ways of understanding what it means. Is it nidon kushura? You'll see why I mentioned another one in a moment. Let's continue. Katsar chetiyashura ubalamachar nidon kushura. Let's say someone went through half a row and then stopped. Then he comes the next day we say that is now Nidon Kushura. That is now the, where he's beginning from, even though it's technically in the middle of a row, it's now has the status of a Rosh Shura. <laughs> I can't say it. Rosh Shura. Um, it, it has the status of the beginning of the row. So, and all the advantages of the beginning of the row has in terms of Shechacha. What happens there, though, if Yashav Lechol Yashav Lishon, Kralo Chavero, and Chashecha, which means as follows. What happens if it's not the case? Meaning he didn't he didn't go to the next day, but rather you just took a break. Um, does that also is that also considered when you pick up from it? Is that be considered rosh rosh shura? Read inside. Uh, he says uh, he says Okay, next case. Someone took an Omer, a bundle to take to the city. And he placed it on top of another one, and he forgot them. Now we saw this, we saw this referenced a few times already um, in our learning. We say, we say, we've got them both. The bottom one is Shecha, and the top one's not Shecha. The top one isn't Shecha because he's already taken it. That's going to Shecha once you, like, like we learned in the previous Mishnah, once you pick it up. To take it, you the Baal, Zochebo, and therefore if you put it on, you forget it's not Shechacha. But the bottom one is Shechacha because you forgot it. Rabbi Shimon says, Shnehem and Shechacha, they're neither a Shechacha. Hatachton, Ibnehishumuchusa. The bottom one is because it's covered over. And we said before, if something is covered over, and that's the reason you forgot it, then it's not considered Shechacha. Ve'alyon, Ibnehishachaba. And the top one is, uh, the top one is, is not Shechacha because Ibnehishachaba, because he, he already took it. 
However, Bezira said as follows. If he remembered the top one, that is when we say that the bottom one is not Shechecha. Why? Because, and we've explained Reb Zira before. That is because, Reb Zira says, because if you forget the top one, then it's clear the reason why you forgot the bottom one is not because you top, forgot the top one. Meaning, it seems to be you would have forgot that bottom one in any case. Now, because you forgot to pick up things in that location. It's only not um, it's only not shechacha if you remembered the top one, but you forgot the bottom one. Because now you say the bottom one is not shechacha because it's covered over. And, and that's the only reason why you forgot it is because it was covered over by something that is, well, that wasn't shechacha. Okay, that was Rebbe Zira. And now we bring us after Rebbe Zira, and Rebbe Zira seems to be like shit of Rebbe Yonah we said before on our Mishnah. Before we started, to the, the starting point was Rebbe Yonah, we put it Rebbe Zira. And now we start, our starting point is Rebbe Zira, and we put it Rebbe Yonah. So it's the same sugi like in reverse. We're looking at the sort of from two to the, this, this Gemara from two different perspectives. It says, Rebbe Yonah Amar, Bezokhera Takashi. Meaning we said before, if the, if the, um, if the Omarim were forgotten because they were covered by cash, by straw, we said it's not Shechacha. And we said, and what did Rabbi Yonah say? Rabbi Yonah said, that's only if you remember the cash, you were of the cash, and not that you forgot. So Ken Rabbi Zira says also, Now the Gemara continues. So till now, we've been discussing very nicely organized fields meaning fields that were in nice rows. It might be that someone bundled in a haphazard nature. So he say, what, so how, do you, how do you work out whether something is kiddush shichacha or not? So he says, the Gemara says very simply that it's shichacha once you, um, you, once everything around that particular one has been cleared out and you forgot that one behind. That's when you would say shichacha. You don't use principles of rows anymore because you don't have it. Okay, next halacha. So how many bundles is considered shichacha? How many is not? We say two in, seems to be in one location is, is Shechacha, three is not. We'll learn about it and we'll see in a moment. Two um, piles of, of olives or piles of cherubim. We're not individuals, we're talking piles now. Three is not. Hutzne Pishtan is a canim of Pishtan, stalks of, um, of flax. They would be Shechacha, but three is not. Um, now it's important the parrot is effectively leket in a vineyard. Leket, if you recall, the single stalks of all parrots. It's the same term, a different term of the same idea in a vineyard itself, and that's individual grapes. So individual grapes, shnei gagarim is parrot, shlosha ain't parrot. Okay. So it's two fell as you were taking one, that would be a parrot. But three, three fell as you are taking it would not be considered parrot. Shnei shivulim leket, shlosha ain't a leket, kidibrebeit hilo. And as we've said previously as well, when it comes to, as you're cutting, if two stalks fall, it's leket. Three four stalks fall, it is not leket. That's all bid Beit Hillel. However, Kulam, in all these cases, even though Beit Hillel says that two is a measure, three, the Balabai can keep it, Beit Shammai says it's shlosha la'anim va'arba'a la'balabait. That it's actually, he says it's actually three would be the anim and four would be that he can keep. In other words, once again, if he, three stalks fall as he's cutting it, according to Beit, according to Beit Shammai, it would still be leket, it's only four fell. Rebun Bar said Bishem Reb Yochanan says Asan Kamin Gem. Now this is a very like a three words that implies a quite a, a, a loaded question, which means as follows: What happens if you've got? Um, one second. 
Did I miss a bit? No, I did miss a bit. That's okay. Fine, it's fine. It's all good. Right, man, sorry, I thought I missed something. Yeah, it's fine. Sorry, let's continue. Um, the, the, the thing I neglected to mention before that I wanted to... Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Where were we? So let's go. Back back to this. Rebun Barachia says, B'Shem Rebbe Yochan, Asa Kamin Gam. So Gam is like a right angle. Like a, it's like a right angled uh, line. So two, like this. So what happens instead of having a row or the three, instead of having them one, two, three in a line, it's one, two, then three. So like, shape, making the shape of a right angle. So he says, what's the din there? The question is, I read Reb Chaim. He says, Do we treat it like one shura or do we treat it like two shurot? Now, the fact that it's together is that it's like a, it says, I'll just read the whole time. It says, We said before that Rosh, the beginning of a line and the end of a line is not considered shicha. What if he makes, he makes this, um, this uh, line is like in a right angle? makes a bent line. Do we say, do we say treat it as one line or do we treat it like two lines? Let's say he forgot one in the, the one in the corner. Do we treat that? Is it Havavishikha? If it's one shura, then you forgot one in the middle of the row, right? However, if you treat the right angle as if it's two separate lines, then the one in the corner is the beginning or the end of a line. Okay, that's the question of Gemara, again, unresolved. Let's continue. Um, so what this means is, the Gemara is asking a question, I don't understand, why is it piles of zaitim and not individual zaitim? When it came to um, other things, like uh, it, it, we said, it's it seemed to be individual things, chutzne pishtan, stalks of, uh, of pishtan. Why is it come to zaitim? It's piles are not individual ones. If you forget individual zaitim on the ground. So it says, ma ben siburim, ma ben zaitim. What's the difference? Siburim gamar malacha, zaitim en gamar malacha. Meaning what would happen is that get the olives and put them in piles. So therefore, individuals on the floor that you forgot behind is these prior to gamar malacha. Whereas if, meaning it's only once it reaches Gemar Malacha is once it's in piles. So if you forget the piles, that's from there to Gemar Malacha is, would be, that's when it's Shechacha. Remember, when you take it from one location to the place it's Gemar Malacha and leave it behind, that is considered Shechacha. If you, this is similar, the little, little individual Zaytim would be similar to the case. We're taking small bundles to make bigger bundles to eventually take the big bundles. And we said from the, from the small bundles to the big bundles, if you forgot a few, those would not be Shechacha. Okay, let's continue. Amar of Yoshaya. Romes Haiti Zaytim. We saw this Gemara as well. Rabbi Yoshaya says, I used to, I was picking Zaytim in Rebbe Now, this is different. This is Shechacha while still in the tree. In Rebbe Chia Gadol. Amarli, Kol Zaytcha, Atya, Cholif, Shot, Yadachav, Litol, and Shechacha. Let's say you're progressing through the other olive tree and you're picking things along, and there's a few that you've passed over. We say, as long as you can, within arm's reach, we saw this sugi before. It's not Shechacha. Whereas Jobanachana says, no, Mikem and Shavar Alav, once you've passed it, that's already considered Shechacha. Shechacha is a Shechacha, that's already considered Shechacha. Okay, fine. Next case, Shnei Gargirin. So Rebelazar, B'Shem Rebchias, Rabbi says, Chatsi Eshkol Peret. He says a Peret can apply to a half a bundle, half a bunch, half a bunch of grapes. So Tan Rebchias, Chetzi Eshkol, or Eshkol Shalem Peret. Could even be a full, not even just the half. So how does this work? 
But once again, didn't we say before that what, even two little individual grapes that fall have it in a peret as they fall. So Rav Imi B'Shem Rav Chi explains as follows. This is where Rav Chaim explains it. He says, uh, And Hacha Asun Kemin Simpon. So in other words, there's a difference what you're doing. According to Rav Chaim, if you're picking individual grapes and a couple fall on the floor, that's when individual grapes will be paired. However, if you're, if you're cutting full bunches or cutting off half bunches, then even a bunch itself that falls on the ground can have the status of parrot. Okay, that's the way Rav Chaim explains it. Sugya, Rosh explains it differently. Uh, fine. What does In other words, let's have a look. The Rechaim says, Meaning, when do we say that three is not considered leket and two is considered leket? That's when three falls in one go. However, if you're picking one at a time and then one falls and then another falls and then another falls, even though there are the three on the ground, these would still be considered lekker or they'll still be considered parrot. Okay? Um, as I said, that's when you cut three at a time. Fine. Let's continue. Valkulam. Valkulam Bechamai. This is the next case. Amar Reviyam and the Bechamai. Why does Beit Shammai say three is not considered and four is, whereas Beit Hillel says two is considered leket and three is not? Because he says, look at the Pasuk, it says, It says in the Pasuk, it should be the ger, this is talking about, it says, So you understand the Pasuk makes reference to three different things, so three, even three left behind, would be considered leket or shechet. Tamar de Beit Hillel, Beit Hillel, it seems to be, point to Rav he cites a different Pasuk. Different Pasuk is what? He says, the Beit Hillel says, La'ani velager. What's that Pasuk? That's, that's talking about Peret. It says, V'kamachalot ve'alel, Peret kamachalot ve'alaket, La'ani velager, Tazovotam. You have to leave it for the Ger, and you have to leave it for the Ani. Again, there's only reference to two people, so therefore two is considered Leket or, or Shechacha, whereas three is not. So Rav Mane says, no. They don't learn it from different Pasukim. Well, the Shnei Mikra Chadash, we all learn from the same Pasul. That first Pasul, or Ger Laton Valama, yeah, Bechamai Omrim Laaniyim. Abed Hillel says, no, that would be once you let Ger Laton Valama now, once you get to three, that's the point now we say, ah, it's no longer considered like it, or it's no longer considered shit. So they learn it from the same Pasul. Um, fine. Because, uh, it, yeah, uh, just to explain it more clearly, he says, like, meaning once, the, again, the Reb Chaim explains it here, once it says, like, once it gets to the three, that's when it's, yeah, to who? Not to them, to the Balabai. Fine, let's continue. Halacha. Halacha, hey. Ha'omesh yesh bo sa'atayim. He's got a bundle that is very large. It's sa'atayim. We say, b'shachon, it's forgotten in shikha. We have to understand why that is. So what about shnei amrim, or behem shnei? What if there's two large bundles, and they equal this large volume of sa'atayim? Rabbi Gamil says, well, that's not shikha, because the balabait, whereas the Chachamim say, no, that's two bundles, granted the two large bundles, they go to the Aniyim. Now, here we have the advantage of the Mishnah, every so often the Mishnah actually explains the debate itself. So Amram Gamil says, So Rabban Gamil says, let, let, let's work with me here. He says, the more bundles that are left behind, to whose advantage is it? 
it's to the advantage of the balabait. Because once you get to three, then it's not shechacha. Okay, so that's why the Chachamim say, Omri Yofechacho, indeed you're correct. So Amalehem says, Ma'im Mizmanchu Omer Achad. If there's only one bundle and it's Bosa time and it's, it reaches this massive volume of Sa time, and it's forgotten in Shechacha, then Shnei Omerim, and you agree with me that the more there is, the more advantage it is to the Balabait, that equals, or by him Sa time, Eino Din Shlo Yishechacha, Kavachomer shouldn't be Shechacha. Hear the argument? The argument is, he's saying, you gave me a volume. The volume of the Mishnah says is sad time is not shikha. And the more we know, the more Omarim are left behind advantages of the Balabite. So therefore, even if there are two that make a sad time, Kabachomer, it shouldn't be shikha. So the Chachamim say, no, you got it wrong. It's the din of the Mishnah isn't a din in volume per se. If it was just a volume, then you'd be correct. However, he says, no. Why is the shear of a time for one Omer make it not Shechacha? Not because it's a lot, but because as soon as it's that volume, it is that volume, it's no longer considered a bundle anymore. It's considered a stack. And the Torah says, if you forget a bundle in the field, then it's Shechacha. So once it's this big, it's now Gdish, it's now a big stack. And therefore, if it's two that equal that volume, it's not a stack anymore. It's two small bundles. So that's what Chachamim say. It's nothing to do with volume, total volume per se. It's got to do with, is it a stack or is it a bundle? Okay. So, what about standing area? A whole, remember we said you can have uncut wheat, for example. That, that area, if, it's, if it has that time, it's not considered shechacha as well. So the same volume applies. So, what if there doesn't have a sa time? But the area could have produced if it was a good year, meaning it just happens to be a bad year and everything's growing pretty malformed. Even if it is like some people have the gear, even if what you have in the in, is, uh, in, let's say it's barley, right? Even if it's, it is very, very small, tiny things that are formed, like the, like a tofa, tofa is like a, a, a um, type of a legume of some sort. It's a kidney that is um, a bean, if you like, that is um, had very, very small, small. Uh, Kernels or beans, I think you call it. Um, nonetheless, nonetheless, what we do, we view it as if it would be fully like fully formed like the like um, kernels of, of uh, barley. And if that would be sa'atayim, then we say it's not shikha. So it's a leniency in shikha, if you like. Okay? Uh, fine. So Amr Balazar, Ktiv so in other words, where do we get to the din of Sa'atayim? We say that that's because the Torah says, according to the first explanation, it says, if you forget a bundle in the field, um, you can't go back and retrieve it. So mashmawat, that's only referring to something you could simply extend your hand out and retrieve on its own. Once you get to Sa'atayim, such a big volume, you wouldn't be able to, even if you wanted to, you wouldn't be able to extend your hand and retrieve it. Um, uh, so, so therefore, that's why the Torah doesn't refer to such a big bundle. So eat tani tani, some teach it differently. It says in the Torah, Veshchachta Omer, you forgot a bundle in the field, Velo Gadish. And as a bit like we, we explained in the Mishnah, once you get to the, such a big volume of time, it's not, not, not long considered an Omer anymore, and that's not what the Torah is referring to. It's now a stack. So the Mishnah says, Heichi Avida. Meaning, what's Nafgimim between the two? You have to remember, one is that it's still, the, the big enough in between the two explanations is 
According to the first reading, it's still considered an omer. It's still considered a bundle. According to the second understanding, it's not considered a bundle. It's considered a stack as a different shem. So hey, what's an afkamin? What if you forgot one omer next to this massive one? Into Avid Omer, if you say it's just an, uh, it's just a big Omer, but it's a big Omer that the Torah excludes because it's too big to retrieve, then everyone holds that Shechacha because you've got two bundles, meaning not the big one, it's a little one next to it. Can this big bundle save the little one? However, into Avid, if you say once it's a big bundle, it's like a big stack, then you've got Machlokabechamadeid Hilla, whether a stack can save a little bundle that's next to it. Givaldic, right? Next. Let's say someone forgot another nafkimena. Shnei omarim. You've got two omarim next to this big one. In tabdina omer. If you say this is just a big omer, like Rabbi Lazar says, a big bundle, then what? Then Then it's now whether three is considered shecha or four is considered shecha. Okay, like we saw on a mishnah, because it is because according to Beit Hillel, what? According to Beit Hillel. If it's just a big bundle, you've got three bundles, and then it's not shechacha. However, in Ta'avid, if you say it's like a stack, then these two other ones aren't considered a shura. It's it's no longer considered a row, and those ones potentially could be shechacha. Okay, let's continue. Kama shech bosa time. We've got a kama that is very large. That's the next case. Amr Yona. Kiti tok tzircha besadecha v'shachta omer besadech. Omer sheyesh bosa time v'shachacho. What's Rabbi Yonah doing here? Because it says, you have in the Pasuk a Hekesh between the Omarim that are cut and the standing weight. So therefore, once you've got this Hekesh in the Pasuk, that's where we learn that once there's a, that once there's a big area that can produce our time, that is not, um, uh, so once we know already that a single Omer that produces sad, that is the size of a Sartayim is not Shechacha, we can learn by way of Hekesh that also a region that is Sartayim's worth, that is forgotten standing, is not Shechacha. Next case. In other words, when do we apply this special leniency? What's this leniency? This leniency that even if it's that year, the weed itself is growing pretty poorly, we say we view it as if it's fully developed, and therefore if it's Sartayim, it's not Shechacha. That's only if it's matured. That's only if it's Shibulim. However, if it's or if it's what's called um, uh, what's the, what's the term shachat, if it's not matured yet, then you don't apply that leniency anymore. Next case, meaning if you have again this region, we said there's kama, and we apply the leniency to say we look at it's fully developed. That also says what if this year they're dakot? Now dak in the terms of the Mishnah and Gemara a lot of time doesn't mean fine; it means short katsar. You see this um, in um, in Masechta Nagaim when it comes to the hairs. They also refer to it as duck being in Katsar. So, in other words, even if they're short, we view them not just we're not not just we view the grains as they're full. We can also apply the leniency to view them as they're fully grown, even if they seem to be a, sh- a short area, or if they're shtevot, if they're affected and, and, and affected in, in a way that they're miskan. Um, usually means by affected by blast or wind or something like that. Then we still view it as if it's Malayot, and if that region could have produced Satayim, we say it's Nashik. Next mission. Kama Matilat Omer Veta Kama. Kama, standing wheat, has a capacity, if that's not forgotten, can save other standing wheat that was forgotten or come or, or Omarim that are right next to it. We've learned that before. That can save the other. 
Uh, Omer, however, if you remember a particular Omer, that can't help you. That cannot save Lota Omer Lota Kama. We're going to have to discuss why that is later on. What's, what's standing weak that can, can save a bundle you forgot behind? That's That's anything you haven't forgot. It doesn't matter how big the area is, even a even, even if it's one store. So any amount of kama that you remember, that can save any bundles that have to be next to it. Okay, let's continue the Mishnah. Now we said before, Sa'atayim is a shield both by kama and both by um, omarim. Both by the standing weight and the bundles, and once it's that volume, it's not shechah. What happens if you got you forgot both standing weight and, and 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 an omer, and together they would be the shear of a sa'atayim? Also with ilan, you might have the same thing of pick the non-pick or shum and betzalim are two different minim. They do not mitzdarif. They do not combine together. Now you might think this is uh, this is obvious, but we'll see that in a, we'll see we'll see the gemara's deal towards the end of the day. Rabbi Yossi Omer, So Rabbi Yossi says, no, it really depends. If there's Rashut Ani Be'emtza, Rashut Ani Be'emtza means if there's some, for example, there's Leket. If the Ani has a right to go take something in between these two things that we want to combine together, then you're right, they do not combine. However, if there's nothing there between them, then we can say that they do combine and it wouldn't be Shekha. So let's have a look into it. Okay, important says Omer in a Sadeh. So Omer Because the Torah says you forgot an Omer in the field, the implication is this is an Omer that there's there's it is in an empty field, there's nothing around it. And not an but therefore we learn from here. This is the way we learn the din that if you forget an Omer next to standing wheat that hasn't been cut, that's not considered Shekha. This is where we get the din from. This is where you did in the mission that says that Kama, that standing weight, can save an Omer. Because again, the din of Shikha is if you forget the Omer Basadeh, an implication of a Sadeh is a, a clean cut area. Okay? So why is it Omer that is Svivotab Omarim that below Omer Shisvotab Kama? Why is it that if around it, there are Almarim, it doesn't save it, but if around it there's Kamat does save it. So he says, Omer Omarim, Because as I explained to you, an Omer, you have other Omarim around it, still it is situated in a Sadeh. It's an area that's cut. That's why other Omarim can't save these Omarim, the, the, the Omer if you forgot. However, sad, uh, uh, however, Omer Kama, have an Omer that around it is standing, meaning uncut stuff. We say that's not considered in a Sadeh anymore. Masha Tachtav, what is beneath it, if you like, what is next to it, is really kashin, is really just standing weight. It's not considered a uh, like stalks, it's not considered a field. Okay. It says as follows Tanakamat Kavero Matzelet et Shalom Shogoy Matzelet Israel, Shalchiti Matzelet Asurim. Div Rebbe. So Rebbe says, we said the whole din of shikha only applies to Omarim that are found in an actual field and not and, and that are empty around it. That would mean, he therefore says, that if, you're, if you forget Omer next to your friend's field, or even if it's next to another min, another, another uh, type, then we say that, look, that shouldn't be shikha because it's no longer basadeh. However, Chachamim says, no, Eino Matzelet wouldn't help you. Ela shalom, um, uh, and Eino Matzelet Ela Mimino. In other words, we don't, we still consider it, but if the thing you're trying to use to matzil it is 
owned by somebody else or it's a different min altogether. Okay. Okay, let's continue. Tanya Rabbi Rabbi Shimon Magamna. Rabbi Shimon Magamna disagrees with that din and the Mishnah. Again, our din and the Mishnah is what's the only thing that can save? The only thing that can save really is Kama, standing with you that you remember. That can save Kama, that can save Bumabri. That's the only thing that works. However, Rabbi Shimon Magamna says, Kishem Shakama Matzelet et Omer, just as Kama can save, like you said in the Mishnah, Kach Omer, so an Omer can save the Kama. So to an Omer can save the Kama. Why is that? Meaning I remember the bundle and I forgot to cut an area next to it. It's not considered shechacha. He disagrees with the Mishnah. And listen to his Farah. The dinhu, it makes sense. Look, standing weight. Where does an Ani have more rights? He has more rights in the standing area because there's peya, there's leket, there's shechacha, you have more things. That, that's matzil even though the Ani has more rights in the thing that's Matzil, Omer, where the Ani has less right, bundles, where it's only if the, the Baal's got one or two, if you like, um, then that, so therefore, Omer, So he says, let's focus on the thing that is going to be Matzil. Let's look, focus on the thing that does the same. Which does the Ani have more koachin? Clearly the Kamat. And there you say the kamak can be matzil, that can do saving. So, so too kavachomer can a, can, a, can a bundle should be able to do saving as well when Ani has less rights. So Rebbe says, no, your sfarah is absolutely in reverse. So he says as follows. I read your Chaim. He says, He says, the Kama Hainu the reason why the Kama can matzil, the matzil at the Omer, Mishum Ani Omer. He says, you're looking at the wrong thing. Don't look at the thing that is saving. Look at the thing that is being saved. Meaning, why can Kama save an Omer? Because Omer itself, the, in, in this already cut area, the rights of Anani or the Koach Anani is weakened. So you can't bring a Kovach Omer because that makes sense now that if you've got an Omer, clearly an Omer can't save the Kama because, again, what's a thing being saved? The thing being saved, not the thing doing the saving, is Kama. And the, and the Ani has far more rights in that area. So therefore, it shouldn't be, a, the, the, if you like, therefore, uh, the Balabai doesn't, uh, there's not enough Kovach there to, to save the Kama. Is that clear? In other words, whereas Rabban Gamliel said, let's look at the object that's doing the saving, which is strong, which, where does the Ani have more rights? He says, uh, where Ani has more rights is in the Kama. So if Kama can do the saving, even, the, even though the Koach Ani is really lower, so Kavachomer should on Omer. And Rebbe says, no, look at the other way around. Look at the object that's being saved. The thing that's being saved, it, we said when it works, it's when the thing being saved is the, uh, is the Omer. So don't bring it, and that's when the Ani has lower, less rights in that, in that space. So you can't bring a proof the other way around. However, he says, so the Gemara continues, you can see from both of them what everyone would agree that what? It must be that everyone agrees that an Omer can save an Omer and a Kama can't save Kama. Why? Because an Omer is the rights are weakened. So therefore, According, if you're dealing with Omer saving an Omer, according to Rabban Gamliel, what's doing the saving? The Omer. Weaker rights, it should save. What's being saved? An Omer. Weaker rights, according to Rebbe, it should be saved. 
However, Kama Inu Mitzil Kama, why? What's doing the saving according to, um, sorry, according to Rabbi Shimon Gamliel? The Kama, that the Ani has stronger rights. What's the thing being saved? The Kama, the Ani has stronger rights, so therefore it can't be saved. Okay, however, very importantly, Halacha, the Mishnah doesn't seem to go like either of these opinions. And it's only thing that can do the saving is a kama, and the only thing that can be saved is the Omer that's next to it. Uh, sorry, uh, no, don't think it's, um, sorry, a kama matzila to Omer at a kama. So the only thing that can do the saving is a kama, and it can save both kama and Omer. Okay, that's what we said in the Mishnah. Okay, um, let's, uh, sorry, yeah, is that it? Um, let's, let's just go, let's just finish off the daf. Um, uh, because again, tomorrow's long as well. Let's just finish the up. We've got a couple of minutes longer. It says as follows. Now, if this, this is going back to our, our, our um, um, if this is going back to our classic question all the time. If something, we've, uh, we're asked this question twice and, twice and resolved the question twice. The question is, if something has been saved, and then that, and that meaning, you've got an Omer next to Kama, and you didn't forget the Kama, the Kama saves the save and save the Omer, okay, that you forgot behind. And then you cut the thing that's doing the saving. We said that the question always was: since it's being saved, can it is now perpetually saved? Or do we say that now it can become Shekha, even though the time you forgot it was long, long past? Okay, that was a question we've asked addressed twice. So the Gemara says as follows: um, it says, Ah, Haim Shacha, Shekha. Read Reb Chaim, it says um, that Mashmawat. The Mishnah says, When is Kama Matzila to Omer? Anything you've, anything that what? Anything you didn't forget. Mashma what? That even if you forgot at the end, then it's Eno Matzila. It wouldn't save you. Meaning, his Medaika, the Mishnah, is, it seems to be that the Kama is only Matzil as long as it is still around. So we say, no, Tiftar, you can't necessarily, even though we've solved this question before, don't bring this Mishnah as a proof. Tiftar, why? We're talking about the situation where what you forgot the, the kama in the beginning, meaning um, uh, one second. No, it's only trying to exclude the case where you forgot the kama first and then forgot the uh, and then forgot the omer. So don't bring a proof. Next point is is ha'im shteim akurot labalabait. And the next thing we try Medaika in the Mishnah as follows. We says this, we said, Seya Akura, the Seya She'enu Akura. We said, if you've got a Seya that's cut and a Seya that's still standing, we said that not Mistareth, correct? Mashma what? That if you've got two bundles that are Seya each, they would combine. But didn't we just learn that two Seya and those individuals do not combine? So the Mishnah, so the Gemara says, yes, it must be that Mishnah, Shittat Rabban Gamliel. So if you recall the previous Mishnah we learned together, was where they combined together. And Rabbi Gamli says, look, it's all about volume, so it's all combined. Whereas Chachamim says, uh-uh, it's not about that. It says it's only once, only once you've got a single bundle that's that big volume, that's when it's considered a Gaddish. So the fact that this Mishnah seems to imply that it's only that, that what, that only if you've got a standing and cut to a Seyad don't combine, that don't combine much, but that two individual ones can combine, that must be Shira Rabban Gamli. Okay, let's, uh, let's look okay. here. Have a good choice. A very good choice. Thank you. Uh,